재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 That was a whole epiphany like kind of changed my whole mindset There's a big risk, but at the same time, it's one of those things where if you don't do it, you're going to spend the rest of your life wondering what would have happened. So, of course, I had to do it. The expression, home is where the heart is, came to mind. I'm already settled down here because, you know, my family's here. Welcome back to Koreascape. You know, if you spend a little time in Korea, you start to realize after a while that this place has an expat community that is getting more diverse and more interesting all the time. And so we devote part of our weekly show to finding some of the most interesting, some of the most prominent expats that we can find and bringing their stories back to the studio. Actually, the guy that does that is our guest host and team member, GP. He goes out does the interviews, brings back the sound, and tells the story of these expats that are really kind of making an interesting mosaic or tapestry here in Korea. GP's here with us in the studio now. Hey, GP. Good morning. Why here is the big question that we're going to get to later. First, let's kind of sketch out who we've got this week. You always bring very interesting people from all walks of life, but we're kind of in your house this week, aren't we? This is one of your big passions and interests. Uh, if, uh, if you're describing it as my house, I'd be... It would certainly be this person's house um, because I am <laughs> yeah. but the novice. His name is Berkeley Goss, and he is a professional bodybuilder in the Muscle Mania Federation. There are a number of different federations worldwide under which you could practice this. He's won every show he's competed in, which is, I think, um, over a dozen, except for his pro debut. He placed uh, sixth on that, I believe, but he's uh, won Mr. Jalanamdo three times. Wow. I didn't realize a, a non-Korean can win Mr. Jalanamdo. Yes, yes. But there are, like, there are different federations and there are different rules for each so that means a lot that was kind of his breakout performance but uh he's he's an interesting character let's uh hear from him now actually okay my name is berkeley goss i was born in south africa i lived a bit in england i like to watch telly love tv shows to be frank i love going on dates i'm a rom-com mad person came to korea in 2007 i just finished university and came to teach English. I was going to either teach in England, so I decided to come here, torture for a couple of years. Obviously, I've been training in bodybuilding since I was like 15. So I came here at 22, and I lived in Suncheon, Jolalamdo. And if anyone knows, like, bodybuilding's massive in Jolalamdo. It's massive. Insu's down there. So Insu sort of runs all of the bodybuilding. So I did my first show in Korea in 2008 and met Insu, and since then it's kind of been under the guidance of him. Gotta love that South African accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, uh, since you don't know what he looks like, yeah, we've pulled out some images of Berkeley Goss here on the monitor. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, he's a bodybuilder, all right. He's huge. He's yeah. a little bit, I believe he's a little bit shorter than me, and he comes in, I think, uh, um, somewhere between 90 and 100 kilos. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Berkeley Goss, B-U-R-K-L-E-Y Goss, G-O-S-S. If you want to Google his image for yourself, you would see a man who uh, spends a fair amount of time in the gym, very clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, and he's, you know, uh, uh, he sounds like um, a real prize for, uh, for, for the dating women populace know, out right? there. You, you know, he loves rom-coms. He's a bodybuilder. He loves he to go on dates. <laughs> Ladies, line up. Uh, I like that he led with those things because it, you know, as when you look a certain way, 
like you're an athlete, um, it can be alienating to certain people. And he has reiterated time and again that, you know, there are other things in life other than bodybuilding. He mentioned there um, Insu, which is Gang Insu, the godfather of bodybuilding in Korea. Um, he's very, very famous. Uh, why Korea? Initially, I asked him. He said he wanted to go somewhere remote and far away from anyone that knew him. So he came here to teach. He's actually, um, I guess, before bodybuilding, he was a career teacher. He absolutely loved it. Uh, he left. He taught here for three years, then left for England. Did that for a year and a half teaching over there. He described that experience as miserable. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so he actually decided to come back to Korea, and he says, um, "I quote: On a mission. I was on a mission. The mission was bodybuilding. Right before he left, he had this breakout win at Mr. Jolanamdo, the competition, and um, he says he felt like he had unfinished business. It's very interesting. You said uh, so. He he clearly was into bodybuilding before. He didn't come to Korea and then start bodybuilding. What's no, he. I think he started in high school. Okay. Yes. What was he teaching in England? I think, uh, you know what, I didn't ask him. I know he's teaching English here, but I know that he just loves teaching. Sure. And that's something that he loves to do when he actually trains clients as well. He just says he enjoys the process of teaching, educating people, giving them something that they didn't have before. You know what he said in his little uh, soundbite there that interested me was that uh, Cholanamdo bodybuilding is huge down there. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually made a face and then he kind of laughed at me. He's like, yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Uh, But he said everybody that kind of got their start there has since made their way up to Seoul. Because that's where a lot of the sponsors and such are. Is he full-on pro now? Is like bodybuilding his only gig? Bodybuilding and um, – well, you can't just be a bodybuilder and not do anything outside of that. Even at the, the highest levels, you have to make appearances and things like that. So he does um, train clients and what he really likes to do is run nutrition programs for people who are cutting or preparing for a contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So turning pro is a huge deal in any sport, you know, especially holds true in bodybuilding because you actually have to win a competition. It's not like a team sport where you get drafted, you know, by an organization. You actually have to win an amateur show Mm. for that to happen. Let's hear about how he turned pro after returning to Korea. Okay. I knew I could come back to Suncheon in Jolanamdo and everything was there. You know, I've never paid for gyms. Like I've got my young names. I've got these different gyms I go to and it's, it was all set up. Like I spoke to them before I even came back and they were like, this is where you need to be. And it just made sense because I knew what I was going to do. The map was planned out. I knew which shows I was going to do before I'd even come back. So it took me two years. I did provincial shows and city shows, Mr. Seoul, Mr. Cholabukto, provincial shows. And then the next year I had like five shows lined up ending with WrestleMania career. And that was the one. That was the one, Muscle Mania Korea. That was his uh, pro debut. He did not win that one. That would have been amazing. Usually you don't win your pro debut, obviously. Hmm. Um, I asked him, some people come to Korea or they uh, kind of pursue a career in Korea because they have this thought process that uh, what they bring to the table can bring them further within their career just because they're foreign. Uh, I've heard people accuse others of being like a big fish in a small pond, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, being an English speaker is naturally a filter. There's not so many of that over here. So I asked him, you know, is being that, is being the token foreigner, like is that a thing for you? Because if you look at his images, he's part of a team called Clean Fit, spelled with a K, and everybody on that, quote, team is, you know, of course, Korean. And then there's him. So I was like, did they just choose you for international appeal? And he said... You know, I have more dignity than that. And it's not like he doesn't have the muscle to back it up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like the the mascot. Exactly. So I was wondering, you know, maybe I've actually been accused of that of myself. You know, some people have uh, not some people. An individual has told me perhaps you're doing it in Korea because you don't think you can do it elsewhere. 
and I haven't tried. What was your response to that? Um, I knew where they were coming from, and it was uh, they were just trying to get at me personally, mm-hmm. so I didn't give them a response. I was like, okay, I, I know why you're saying that, but um, I don't let that phase me because what I'm doing here can't be done anywhere else. I speak about Korean culture. Yeah. Right? I would, That really doesn't make that much sense to talk about Korean culture and live abroad, right? Bodybuilding is such a competitive field, um, and there's always that background pressure to enhance through various ways, right? Um, you know, I think a lot of bodybuilders out there are doing it clean and naturally, but uh, in some of the big tournaments in the USA and so forth, they've made documentaries about this. There's a tremendous so pressure so, so many. to inject this or that. That's right. Uh, we didn't really talk about that um, mm. just because, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't want to kind of turn the direction that way. And it, people think that, oh, you know, you turn to the needle and then you get huge. That's not how it works. You still have to feed yourself a certain amount. It's not fun to eat 5,000 calories a day. Yeah. That's what <laughs> It you sounds like do. it might be fun, but especially if you're eating in a nutritionally sound way, you're day basically in, shoveling in, in lots out, of veggies right. and rice and protein, right? I mean, seriously, how many chickens can you eat? <laughs> yeah. Right? Even if you love chicken. Is even that a challenge? You, yeah. You're talking about uh, people coming here for chicken and beer earlier in the show, right? Like how <laughs> yeah. much of that can you possibly have, right? Uh-huh. Um, okay. So earlier he said, quote, everything was there as part of the reason for coming back. I asked him what he meant by that, and he expanded on it by saying community. Especially being a foreigner, the only one who does this. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone's really respectful. It's not like other countries, like perfect example being England. People aren't friendly. You're on your own. It's competitive, but it's like no one's really mates with each other. Like everyone's fighting for the spotlight. We're here. It's like, all right, you're with your crew, you're with your mates, and that's your mates. But everyone still talks. Like everyone talks backstage. It's not pulled faces at shows. It's just everyone's having a laugh. Maybe because I'm a foreigner and and I was in with them, so they were always pushing me. Like, they always wanted me to do the national show. They always wanted me to, to take them pro. And they saw that from the beginning. I don't know, it was different. And I had them as mates or mentors or whatever you want to call it. So if you look at people now competing, like, it's difficult for them. They don't know anyone. Like, I had... They were, like, people I went out to drink with, people I ate with, people whose gyms I trained in, and they sort of brought me to the rank. So I, I am pretty grateful for that. Sounds like a real supportive community. Yeah, and that's the thing. I find that whether um, it's just so easy to get support here, I I feel like there's a lot of positivity. If you're a foreigner doing your thing, especially if it's a niche thing like bodybuilding or broadcasting or YouTube, a lot of Koreans will just be extremely supportive and other foreigners as well. Hmm. I feel like that doesn't apply in America, though where we're from. If you were in if you were not an American, especially with the politically charged climate that we currently have in America mm. and uh, you're not American and you're talking about American culture on broadcast media, I don't feel like people would be as receptive. It's interesting. Yeah. I I don't even know if that exists where you've got uh, you, you don't even have a market. I don't think Americans even want to listen to, you know, somebody from this or that other country critiquing America or even talking about American culture. Uh, it seems like, you know, Americans are more insular than that. Yeah, it's easier to dismiss an opinion of an outsider, you know, from no matter where you are. Mm. But I feel like Americans are much more reluctant as where Koreans generally want to be like, oh, okay, well, that's that's how people view us. Or, oh, that's interesting. I, n- I never noticed that before until you pointed it out. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. He contrasted the professional bodybuilding scene in the West with the one here. He says... People here are friendly, and they talk um, backstage. You know, bodybuilding is a really selfish sport. 
I would think it has to be. I mean, you have to work so hard and you have to pay such attention to your 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 aesthetics and how you look and things like that. There is a risk of becoming a bit, um, what's the word, kind of wrapped up in yourself, isn't it? Yeah, you kind of retreat into your turtle shell and, uh, you know, just do your thing, have your meals at the right time, go to the gym and sleep enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got to grind, pay your dues. It's really hard to live with that kind of mentality. And in the West, there is like, they're the superstars and then there's the people who work for them, but there's no one that surrounds them. You don't have this kind of team Mm. thing. Mm. So let's actually hear more about the team, um, what keeps him here. A lot of it has to do with the group of lads I'm with, like Chol, that group of mates. I know everyone sees it as a team and we're all under the same sponsor, but we're just mates. And that's the thing that, it's that support group that you've got around you. When we travel and we do shows, that's not I'm a foreigner, or day Korean or whatever. It's like you got your mates, yeah. Bodybuilding's always been a selfish sport, it's a solo sport. But like what we've managed to do in the last two years is, is do something that's not, never really been done before, is create a team create a team where everyone's a pro and where everyone's got each other's back and it's not just how much you know or can you help with this prep or whatever it's just a bunch of mates are having a good time and we get to travel and compete in different countries I mean we've gone to Singapore we've gone to Asia we've gone to America it was a good laugh and that sort of support group is brilliant in Korea I don't know I feel loyal it's weird because I've got my mates yeah but I also feel like I can still contribute to what's going on here in the bodybuilding fitness world. Hmm. You feel loyal, Kurt? <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting adjective to I choose. I kind of do, I yeah, have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, um, obviously not, you know, in the bodybuilding community, but uh, in, in other spheres. I've got uh, my mates, you know, and um, I've got a Korea couple of Koreans that yeah. I've known now for the better part of a decade or so. And I've seen them, you know, we used to hang out as single guys. Now they're married, they have kids and so on, and progress through different phases and different news stories and things like that. So, yeah, you do feel a bit loyal after you've been here for for a while. That would be why here, right? You set down those roots. There you go. That sense of community. Uh, The team thing in bodybuilding has never been done before. I'm sure there are people in other places doing something similar, but it's interesting the way he approaches it here. He mentioned some. Did he say Charles? Is that who he said? I've got. Oh, Charles. he said Chell. Chell is uh, Hong Chell Soon, one of the most prominent uh, bodybuilders on the scene nowadays. The guy is absolutely enormous, and he has this look that is uh, totally unforgettable. Oh, uh, yeah. He's at all the events. So actually, the team used to be named after him. The team is called Team Clean Fit now, mm. after their sponsor. But um, Chell Soon it used to be called Team Chell's, which was I, I I didn't like the way that rolled off the tongue very much yeah, either. Sounds a little funny, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, the ability the possibility to contribute to what's going on here is is huge it's like if someone told you hey you can have a legacy Mm. isn't that worth staying for sure of course of course yeah so let's hear about his um advice both to expats and people the general population trying to make a dent in the fitness scene here just be willing to work be willing to put in all the basic stuff that you need to do and more because no one's going to hand out anything to you especially in our foreign country so if you've got a goal and you're trying to get there, you've got to put in the time and you've got to put in more time than everyone else, especially being a foreigner, because it's not going to be handed to you. Whether you have connections or not, at the end of the day, you have to be good at it. If not, and you don't have that desire, you don't really want to do it, you're never going to be successful at it. Well, with regards to fitness in this country, it's a long road. I pick up a dumbbell and I can train for two or three months and all of a sudden everything is going to happen for me. If you're here for fitness or if you're trying to get into an industry in Korea, 
you've got to hustle and you've got to put in the time and you've got to have something, you've got to have a niche, you've got to have something that's going to attract people to you. So it can't just be, oh, I'm a fitness model, look at me, I'm taking a selfie, hashtag gains. <laughs> like, so you've, got to, you've got to be unique and you've got to bring your personality to it. If not, then find a new hobby. Have you ever tweeted a photo with hashtag gains, GP? All the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky to get any workout in between my, my sets of selfies, Kurt. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's interesting. He said you got to put in the time. What, what was it? Ma- Malcolm Gladwell, he said you got to put in 10,000 hours yeah, to be yeah. good at something. I totally believe it. And, you know, you got to put in the time. People only see, especially when you are invested in something like your physical appearance, people only see your chapter 20 or 30 of your struggle. Yep. They don't see all that um, effort behind that. So if you are a new fan of Berkeley Goss or you want to be, how do you find out more about him? On Instagram, he is uh, just Berkeley Goss, B-U-R-K-L-E-Y-G-O-S-S. And on Facebook, he is Berkeley Goss Pro. Okay. You can find him there. And you said his name, the team name was Clean Fit with a K, right? That's right. So uh, him and his mates may come to a town near you and, and flex a bit. So <laughs> very, very cool stuff. It's our first bodybuilder on Why Here. GP, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. And that'll bring our Tuesday edition of Koreascape to a close. We are produced by Christina Saul with associate production by Jamie Lee. Writing by this guy right next to me, GP1. I'm Kurt Asian. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter, Koreascape. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have our Health Mirror segment talking about weight loss via oriental medicine. We will see you then.